Well, when we ask ourselves about faithfulness, we should first of all check out our roles uh, in our life, you know, starting with that self role. Am I taking care of this guy right here? Uh, am I doing the things physically, mentally? Uh, am I doing the things that I should be doing to make me uh, what I need to be? Well, hello everyone. Good to see you today. Yes, uh, well, at least good to be seen, right? Okay. Uh, Dan Boone here with Let's Talk About It Tomorrow. And we always take this opportunity to podcast to give a lot of folks an opportunity to listen to some things that we're sharing. Hopefully it'll help you uh, clarify some things for you. Most of all, this to kind of stimulate you to hold some thinking, what Peter wrote in one of his epistles. <clears throat> um, if we can do that, well, we've done our job. We consider you a friend if you're listening, and uh, we would like to have you give us comments, likes, whatever you feel like, let us know. Uh, give us a call if you're on the, um, uh, if you see this podcast on YouTube, or if you see it on our website, or if you see it on one of the many other ways that you can possibly get your podcast, uh, go ahead and check our phone number out there and and also you can come see us too, you know, like Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock, 6800 North Bryant, Oklahoma City, US of A. Okay, let's get on with it. Have a question for you today. Are we good stewards? A steward is somebody who conscientiously cares for the things that have been placed in their authority. And it has to do with faithfulness. Faithfulness has to do with consistency. In other words, we do the right things on a continual basis. It involves discipline. It involves a lot of other traits that we all need to exercise in our lives. But my question today is, as we look at quite a few different areas of the world within us and around us, are you a good steward? Are you faithful to what you have control over or what you can have control over or input our experience, uh, uh, some leadership involved in it, which means that you have influence. So are you a good influencer? Uh, are you a good steward? Are you faithful? Are you consistent? What are you in your area of life and the things that you have an opportunity to be a part of? Matthew 25, uh, that chapter has a parable that Jesus shared it's called the parable of the talents. And basically he gave one person five talents, which is a form of money, but we could look at it as a form of money or a form of the gifts that are innate in us or the uh, things that we've learned, our experiences that we can put together. What do we bring to the table, in other words? Well, he gave five talents to see how those things could be worked out with them. And he gave another person two talents and another person, one talent. Do, call them what you want to, maybe five gold coins, uh, two gold coins, uh, one gold coin. They're worth about $1,750 or $1,800 a piece right now. Call it thousands of dollars, ten thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. It really doesn't make a lot of difference because we're talking about principles here. We're not talking about uh, how many zeros are behind a number. And in Matthew 25, 23, among other things, he says, 
well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is knowing that you see the laws, if you would, of life are being carried out and multiplied in your life. Now, what was this about, this parable? Well, the five, the two, the one. He left. He gave that, those talents to them, just to save money. And he left and he said, I'll be back sometime. <laughs> I will be back. That's his promise. And so when he came back, the one he had given five talents to now had ten. He, made, he said, come account for what you have. And he showed him he had ten talents. And the one he gave two talents, he said, well, what do you have? And the, that talent, that guy with the two talents says, I have four talents. And he said, how about you with the one talent? And the guy goes, uh, 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 well, you see, boss, uh, uh, I was afraid that you would uh, not like it if I lost it or if, if, if I didn't do the right thing. So I went and buried it, and here's your talent. And Jesus said, or the guy in the parable, said, you know, you could have took that to the bank and they would have given you interest on it. That's the least you could have done rather than go dig a hole, put it in a hanky, drop it in there, fill it up, and then dig it out years later. That doesn't do any good. But now again, what did he say to the guy? Well done, good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. He said that to the guy who had five, who made five more, which made ten. He also said the exact same words to the guy who had two and made two more, doubled his to four. Now, that's important that we understand because Jesus is talking about he gave these people a claim because they had done what? They doubled what they had after these years that passed. And the other guy did nothing. He squandered it. He wasn't real nice to that guy. He says, get out of here. I don't want to even see you again. And a few other good little, good little words he, he, uh, he, he passed on to that guy about his lack of faithfulness. Well, all of us have been given an opportunity to be faithful. God only expects us to be faithful over what He's given us to be opportunity, uh, take opportunity with. In other words, the five, the two is a great example of that. It doesn't make any difference if you have an IQ that's off the chart or if you have a below average IQ, you still have talents, you still have abilities, you still have gifts that you can share with other people. You may have to stir yourself up a little bit to find out what they are, but they are there if they're resident or if you're performing them right now. And a lot of us are performing some of our talents, but we're really not taking them to the fullest. So that's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to share in a few different areas. I've done some life coaching over the past years. In fact, spent my whole life doing that basically, even before there was such a thing as a life coach, because I've always tried to help people build their lives no matter what I was doing. So uh, we, we want to take into consideration from those of us that have learned some things and put them to practice with you. You're the judge of you, so you put a uh, you take whatever I'm saying today, whatever I'm suggesting, or whatever you may hear the Holy Spirit say to you, and do what you will with it. 
But remember, you've got an opportunity listening to this and maybe picking up something that you've never thought about before or something maybe it's a confirmation to you, okay? But remember that faithfulness is a law that works. Stewardship is a law that works. And it has to do with the fact that the laws of life eventually come to the surface. You know, my wife, uh, she went to be with Jesus a couple of years ago. And she basically had based her life, and, and really as a result, we kind of based our marriage on faithfulness. If you're faithful over little, then God will make you ruler over much. And she would share that with people so many times. I thought, uh-oh, here it comes again. <laughs> I've probably heard this, uh, you know, uh, a gazillion times. But it was good because it was a heartfelt study that she had looked at and had accomplished in her life. And no matter what it was, if it was a financial thing, if it was something to do with our, our two boys or their children or, or the things that we were doing with church, our businesses, uh, because we started several businesses. We started a couple of churches. We started different things. So, you know, it's, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a way of life. When you get a hold of this, you know, you can make something out of it because you're going to have to have the opportunity to be able to ride the wave, so to speak, with this law of life. Well, when we ask ourselves about faithfulness, we should first of all check out our roles uh, in our life you know, starting with that self-role. Am I taking care of this guy right here? Uh, am I doing the things physically, mentally? Uh, am I doing the things that I should be doing to make me uh, what I need to be? In other words, am I eating the proper food? Am I exercising? Am I reading materials? Am I being challenged? Do I attend a Bible preaching church? Is something I would strongly, strongly, did I say strongly yet? Yeah, strongly recommend. Reading the Bible, that's a good thought. Reading good books in your way of thinking or your lifestyle or your professional uh, abilities, whatever it is with you, continually grow. My brother told me years ago, when you're green, you're growing. When you're ripe, you're dead. So I've kind of picked that up as a little model in my life that I want to be continually growing. And that means my mind spiritually, it means physically, it means every aspect of me. I cannot be everything I'm supposed to be unless I am what I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Did you get that one? Okay. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that. Then we, 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 there's other areas. We all have roles uh, in life, uh, O-R-O-L-E-S. Uh, for those of you that like roles and butter, R-O-L-L-S. Okay, never mind. Moving right along. We... Uh, we have roles in our lives, and what are our roles? Uh, I have a role, for instance, uh, I have a role to myself, but I have a role to the Lord. I have a role to the church that I pastor. I have a role to my uh, education as a uh, pastor and as a, a council person, as a coach, all of those different roles. Uh, I have a role educationally. I have a role uh, as a grandparent. I have a role as a great-grandparent. Uh, you know, so those are all things that are necessary. All of them are important. All of them need my time. The question is, how much do I devote to my time and do I spend or block the time for each of those ahead of time? Because if I don't, I will lose the time. Did you catch that one? Okay. Um, 
what about if you're your church growing Christian? Then what about your church? What can you do to help build your church? Whether it's brand new or whether it's been around for a century or two, what are you doing to build it? What about your neighborhood? Do you know your neighbors? Do you have a HOA that you're part of? Do you attend the meetings that they have? Uh, do you make your home be an example for the neighborhood? Because if you do, that brings everybody else up a notch or two. Or are you one that's kind of like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, what about our state, Oklahoma, where I am? You may be, you know, in Canada or something. I don't know, but the, the state that you live in, the nation that you live in, those things are all important and we all can have some kind of an input or influence on each of those roles and many more that you may be able to, to think of yourself. You know, it's, it's uh, wonderful how this actually takes work in people's lives. I remember years ago, I was preaching a message uh, in the church that I pastored at that particular time about uh, stewardship and faithfulness. And there was a guy in our uh, church, great guy, uh, he drove a Cadillac. Now it wasn't like an almost new Cadillac, it was like an older Cadillac, you know? And it was, uh, <laughs> he drove it and he loved that car because it rode so smoothly. But his Cadillac was not kept in the best of shape. I'm not sure how often he washed it. I just know it wasn't very often. And I passed by it one time and looked inside, just, just passing by on the sidewalk and I thought, oh my gosh, Whataburger, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Chick uh, all these different wrappers and things, backseat, clothes, oh my gosh. Well, I didn't say anything to him at the time, but I did preach this message, no condemnation to anybody. He comes to me about three or four days later and he says, I want you to look at my car. I said, okay, what's wrong? He goes, well, nothing's wrong with it. I want you to look at it. I said, okay. I figured he had a dent on it or something, you know. We go out there and he had totally cleaned the car up inside and out. There wasn't a, a, a piece of dental floss <laughs> on the seat anymore. I mean, he had it spick and span inside and out. His windows, you could actually see through both sides of them at the same time. I mean, and, and he got a hold of this and it so helped him. And what did it do? It raised his self-worth because he felt so much better about what he was doing now and he could have more of a professional witness in the community around him and people would be, have a tendency to listen what he would say that much more. He had a very good knowledge of the Bible, uh, be able to preach and things, but he didn't have that one revelation down. And so with or without the Bible, it's, it works, okay? Because God established it from the foundation of the earth. Now, last week I mentioned I think it was the last week, it could have been two weeks ago. I mentioned that there were four things that I believe that a lot of people may possibly take as political, but I meant them as biblical because I believe biblical understanding and awareness is above politics. Politics is how we work things out with the political parties or uh, with the people in Congress or the administration or whoever starts at the ballot box, okay? So we've, we talked about four different things. I just mentioned them. One of them was abortion. 
because I, I'm, I believe in life, and I believe the Bible is adamant on that. There's no question about it. Abortion is murder, and we want not to do that. We want to protect the life of the innocent, okay? The second one was same-sex marriage, and all of the things that come close to that are around that. The LGBTQIA+, or whatever it is. I read just this morning about this particular school that had discovered that there are 10 sexual orientations. I'm not talking about genders now, okay? I'm talking about sexual orientations. I had to look up three of those words because I had never heard them. And the third one, the last one I looked up, I think the people defining them have not really heard too much about them because they struggled to come out with anything that made any sense at all. Okay, God said at the beginning, He created them male and female. Male and female, He created them. And that tells the whole story of everything else. Everything comes out of that. So that's something that we don't put people down because they don't believe that same way. We try to help them understand and why God said it, because He's on our side. He's made us that way to draw ourselves to Him, but we can take the choice if we want to and draw ourselves to ourselves. It's called idolatry. Okay, number three, runaway spending uh, by the governments or anybody else, my, your own life, my life, whoever's life, your own church, your own whatever. HOA. I mean, it's you hear stories in here where you want to. So runaway spending is number three. And number four, we just added that one recently, but I believe it's also essential that we have some type of uh, border protection, making sure that everybody who comes in this country, which we welcome immigrants, everybody who comes in this country is uh, processed according to the law. Okay. And there's a lot of re there are a lot of reasons for that. First of all, we want to protect our own people that are already here. Uh, our children have, uh, you know, and anything else, our way of life. Uh, you can only assimilate so many people into any culture in a given time to be able to keep from losing that culture and not flip-flopping it. So there are a lot of other reasons. And anyway, we have spoken in the last weeks about three of those four. We have not talked about runaway spending, and I'm going to do that next week. I want you to be sure that you're with us for next week's podcast. I believe you're going to think of some things that will come up out of that. Maybe if heart, we'll hear some things you haven't heard before. I'm not going to be hitting this from a political perspective. I'm going to be hitting this from a perspective of stewardship and faithfulness. And that's what we all want to do because that brings forth multiplication. Until then, uh, Pastor Dan Boone right here with Church of Tomorrow in Oklahoma City. Check us out on our website, churchoftomorrow.org or churchoftmrw.com. Tmrw.com, Church of Tomorrow. And we love you and we'll pray for you and be sure and make your comment. Tell us what you think. Contact us if you need some help on anything at all. We'll, we will answer you back. God bless.